Glasses allow you to strain, have bad habits, but now when that's removed, you relax into the actual healthy habits. Girl, you've got questions. Questions about your body and how to feel good in it, about your hormones and how to keep them in check. Questions about your sex life and your whole health. Can you imagine having a best girlfriend who was also a triple board certified OBGYN? A girlfriend doctor you could call and ask or tell her anything. Someone who could show you how to live any stage of life before, during, or after menopause in a big, bold, and beautiful way. Well, friends, I'm your girlfriend doctor. I believe you were meant to flourish and shine, to embrace life and awaken to all its possibilities. Let's get there together. Welcome to our show. I've been wearing glasses since I was 13 years old, and it started very innocently enough, and I quickly went to contacts and I've been back and forth, probably had over, over 50 pairs of glasses in my years between different eyeglasses, different prescription changes. Of course, you go in for your annual eye exam and there's always something that's shifted over the years. And until recently, I started needing to wear bifocals or readers and that was another level. So yet another new set of glasses and I couldn't decide, you know, my red glasses, my black cat eye glasses, what glasses should I wear when? And, um, and when should I wear my contacts? But really irritated me to even know that I would have to be wearing eyeglass, you know, bifocals and readers. And so I would love, I don't know about you, but I would love to not have to wear reading glasses when I'm reading my favorite books or taking notes or, you know, just in bed and, and being able to be without those reading glasses makes a really big difference. So comfort and a sign of healthy aging. Plus we know as we age, we're more at risk for cataracts and glaucoma. So today I wanted to share something that I've been working on myself and that is to get out of reading glasses or to at least prevent my eyes from getting worse and worse and having to continue to change prescriptions. But oh my goodness, wouldn't it be great not to be able, not even to need to use to reading glasses? I would love that too. So the expert on this area, actually getting you out of your glasses in so many ways, is a colleague of mine, a friend. Her name is Claudia Muhlenweg, and she is the founder of Holistic Vision LLC and creator of the Naturally Clear Vision Method. She always hated her glasses and had made it her mission to help others see clearly, naturally, just like she's done. Claudia is a sought-after international speaker and workshop leader. She focuses on finding the root cause of her client's blurry vision instead of using symptomatic treatments like glasses, contacts, or surgery that can actually make their eyesight worse in the long term. So let's bring on Claudia. Well, hello, Claudia. We're going to jump right into it. Welcome to the Girlfriend Doctor Show. Hi. Hi there, Anna. I'm so happy to be here. Great to be here with you too. So I was just telling my audience a little bit about you and um, your expertise and your passion to get people to see without glasses. And so tell us a little bit about your backstory. What got you interested in this and how has it made a difference in your life? 
Great question. And like with most of us who teach something, right, we had our own problems. And I got my first pair of glasses at age three. And um, I had convergent squint, meaning my right eye was going in. So depth perception issues, I was farsighted. And they made my life really miserable because I got bullied, I got teased. Um, back in the day, it wasn't popular. And I was determined to get rid of glasses. And I actually managed to get rid of glasses in my late teens and um, enjoyed the 20s, where I really found myself in, in my passion. I studied art, found myself, was out of glasses. And then as my vision kind of, as my life kind of got stressful, difficult marriage, divorce, I was back in glasses. And initially I was wearing them for a few years and they said, oh, now you're 40, you know, it's just normal, you know, and you said that earlier to me, you know, the sexy librarian. I'm like, but I don't know, I, I feel like handicapped. I felt handicapped. I remember getting lost at night in the, you know, in, the, in LA and I couldn't read the map that was back in the day without, before Google, you know, told us what to do. I couldn't read the map with the glasses. I couldn't read it without the glasses. I was really worried. And then I remembered, you know what, you've done this before. And I got the book that I got back then and finally got a teacher and, and then became a teacher and it changed my life. Like I'm 60 now and I feel better and more vibrant and I feel free. I can go to the rainforest tomorrow and I don't have to worry about, you know, losing my glasses or any of those things. So yeah. That is, that is amazing. So you weren't teaching this till recently. Well, I've been teaching this since 2009. So I've been doing it to, since 2009. My initially, I still worked a little bit as a graphic designer, which also is all about vision, right? About seeing colors. And because I had, um, I'm a single mom, I had two daughters who are now in their 20s. And so for a while, I had to kind of do both. But basically, I've been practicing vision improvement my whole life because, like I said, in my early teens, I became interested in getting rid of my glasses. So I've been kind of experimenting on myself, you know, bought my first book at age 17, that book uh, that I mentioned. So it's been really like almost, I would say, what is it, like five decades? Not quite. A little less than five decades of vision research. Well, that's pretty, you know, you know, advanced. So at 17, so a few years ago now, right? 40 or so yeah. years ago. What was the name of that book and who, what was their background? How did that, that inspired you? And also so just book, gave you some healing. So the, the foundation of all natural eyesight improvement is the Bates method. And Dr. Bates, just without going too much into detail, he was an ophthalmologist who lived a hundred or taught a hundred years ago. He was a Columbia professor. And he realized he was the kind of curious person who realized what he learned in medical school didn't really make sense because he saw how his patient's vision got worse and better. And he's like, hold on, I wasn't taught it could get better. So he created this method and all vision improvement is based on that. And the book I bought, because I lived in Hamburg at the time in Germany where I'm from, uh, was translated to German. It was written by a woman named Lisette Scholl. I don't even know if she's still around. It was called Visionetics. And, but here's the thing. It's, it was, vision improvement is based on relaxation. Because when you are relaxed, your whole system can operate optimally. When you are stressed, you know, all the other functions, digestion, all the stuff that you would also teach, right, is kind of not an optimal condition. And so the book itself didn't matter so much as like learning good vision habits and based on relaxation. And that really made a difference for me. 
I think that is so profound. When we talked earlier and you said that, it just like, it made sense. It really did make sense. And you think in times of higher stress, your vision gets worse. Now we're going to touch on the visual changes that happen around menopause, perimenopause and menopause and what we can do about that too, but really to talk about that relaxation piece. And, and as you talk about that, I, cause you know, I, I concentrate a lot. I get these little frown lines here in between my eyebrows and thinking, okay, you probably, probably I should really think about relaxing there too. Just in general, there's a cosmetic vanity point, but how important it is to um, be self-aware to be able to relax like that. So that's, that's really cool. So vision healing based on relaxation. I love it. So what are, um, what are first steps that people should take? Well, there were a couple of things that I wanted to touch on with you. I know you're going to teach our audience a couple ways that we can start working on your vision now, especially if you're have needing bifocals or you're getting close to feel like you're needing bifocals. And we want to talk about some of the psychology, like you asked me, like, what would, I started wearing glasses at 13. And so what was going on in your life around 13 that you would need a barrier to other people, maybe, you know, what was that about? And um, I thought that was interesting. I never thought about that before. So yeah, I mean, like I said, babies are all born frosted. So my condition was more like how do we say this common you know babies you know with hyperopia or what I, I had a convergent squint my right i was going in strabismus so that's more like a not like more normal in childhood um and thankfully i didn't have the surgery i also didn't have vision therapy but i hated the glasses so much that i was determined to figure this out and in your case you you know we talked about myopia which is nearsightedness meaning you cannot see the distance clearly and the visual system takes about till age 15 to be completely developed because we see in the brain, we don't see in the eyeballs. And when a child, um, you know, it doesn't matter, you were 13, but I often hear like first grade, you know, or even before school, suddenly is nearsighted. I'm always wondering like, what was going on in your life? Because your eyeball is not really elongated yet, you know, which is kind of the functional manifestation of nearsightedness. And usually what I find is there was something going on that stressed the child that made it not feel safe. Because if we don't feel safe, we cannot be relaxed. We're always going to be on guard. And that could be, you know, things like parents fighting, uh, moving a lot, being bullied in school, um, you know, losing your best friend, death in the family, like anything where you as a child feel like, I'd rather stay in my little bubble I don't want to see all this stuff out there because that's just too much, you know, I hide behind your books because that feels like a good, safe zone. Um, and that's what I'm really interested in, the, the so-called adverse childhood events. And so do children who've had adverse childhood events have worse eyesight? You know, here's the thing. Not everybody reacts the same way, right? So, you know, like I sometimes see, you know, with family members or others, they get eczema or they get stomach aches. So somehow your body talks, right? And we kind of, with stomach aches, we might take them to the doctor and oftentimes they don't find anything wrong because it's a psychosomatic problem. It's like, it doesn't originate in the gut having an issue. It originates in the, the mind being afraid, having anxiety or not feeling good or feeling depressed or whatever the situation is. And when we don't listen to the body, 
right? I call this the engine light. When we don't like look at like what is actually underneath the hood, what is going on, then we use these symptomatic treatments, you know, glasses for vision. So yeah, not all children react the same way, but you know, the body somehow shows something. And now what's happening in perimenopause, the menopause to make the, you know, eye changes. And one of the things that we know from science um, that the decrease in estrogen, decrease in progesterone are natural hormones that decrease in perimenopause can affect the shape of the eye, cause dry eye and increase our risk for cataracts and glaucoma and, and macular degeneration. Yeah, so what I most commonly find is the dry eyes because due to the hormonal changes, like you said. Um, so dry eyes, this I will show you some really easy ways to improve dry eyes. I've worked with many, many clients who also had LASIK and the common side effect of LASIK for most people, or for a lot of people, I would say, is you know chronic eye dry eye syndrome. And we even got rid of those eye drops. So dry eyes is really rather easy to heal. Um, but dry eyes could also have emotional root causes. And in perimenopause or menopause, um, I haven't found with the eye, shape of the eyeball so much, but sometimes it's also that like we're shifting into a new chapter of our lives. And sometimes, you know, like a lot of times we end up in divorce or relationships break up, or we don't like the job anymore that we were doing. We want to kind of find ourselves. And that has to connect with the vision for yourself like where do you see yourself in the next 20 30 40 years now that your children might be you know out of the nest or you have an empty nest or you know you're in that transition phase so i find a lot of times those aspects have a big impact on our actual physiology and how we see things and how relaxed and how good we feel or not the lack of that i think it's just really clear i'm writing down what is your vision for yourself and it's not going to be like the you know, grandma sitting on the porch swing, right? With her big, thick glasses. We don't want that vision, but maybe that is a vision. Maybe that's been a vision. Maybe that's what we see as aging. And so this transition of life may look like that for some people and um, it doesn't have to be. So it's like changing the vision for yourself, changing how you look in that vision. So you're strong, vital, looking at your most amazing role models and how they're doing right exactly like be excited you know be excited about your life and not like oh 10 more years to retirement or you know like counting down the time <laughs> to what you know yes yeah. yeah absolutely so i love that be excited about your life think of a vision for yourself in your your sexiest energetic most healthy way that you know you are you become the role model so, so with that dry eye, because I know our audience is like, okay, tell me what to do about dry eye. Don't leave me hanging here. So a simple, super simple thing is blinking. And blinking is something just like breathing that we do automatically. And yet we can also, you know, control it or improve it. And um, what we found in studies is that when we look at screens, blinking is reduced. Like for everybody, we blink about every two to three times per minute. Um, when we healthy blinking is every two to three times per um, every two to three second um, is healthy blinking because it takes only 10 seconds about roughly to thin out the tear film. And, you know, the, the amount of tears that you have, you know, is obviously hormones control that and the quality of the tears. But if you simply blink more, 
that's an easy way to keep your eyes lubricated, right? So the, the more air, you know, the lack of blinking dries out your eyes. And I always have tell people, put a little sticker on your computer or, you know, I didn't use to blink, which is common when we have vision problems. And now I just can't, like when I'm trying not to blink, it actually hurts my eyes. Um, so that's a simple strategy. Another one is just resting your eyes, close your eyes a little bit more often, just close them. You know, sometimes we listen to something we don't always have to see. And if you want to boost that even more, you can do something called palming, which is with the hands, with your cupped hands, you close your eyes and then you cover your cupped hands. Just like so, I recommend having an elbow rest if you do it for more than a couple of breaths and relax your shoulders. And for me, this is a little like a reset. I'm going on a little mini vacation right now you know, imagining something where I'm like, oh, yeah, that felt so good, or like a memory or something imagined, or being at the beach or whatever, you know, whatever you like, you're going on this little journey and let your eyes really relax, let your jaw relax, take a few deep breaths into your belly, and then when you want to come out, you, you, you move your hands away and you keep your eyes closed, and you will find that even that, how much brighter it is with, without your hands. And then give yourself time to kind of come back and do like five little blinks and then five gentle squeezes, which, which stimulates the you know, lacrimal gland, which also produces the tears. And that little break that I just did, my eyes are almost like, you know, very, very lubricated and fresh from that little teeny tiny break. Yeah, mine too. Mine are more moist at this point. Yeah, right. And, and so I think like if you, if you were, if you were if you were driving, don't do that with us. But if right. you're driving, <laughs> definitely do it. One thing I like to do, Claudia, is to rub my hands together, and then to just create some additional heat and warmth, and then to put them on over my eyes. It just feels so good when you need that. And that is that time to take a break. So, how often should we do that during the day? So here, palming is, and I love, by the way, the rubbing the hands. I sometimes demonstrate that way because it creates more nerve, like, you know, activation in your nerves too. Um, so basically palming can be done as a preventative measure, right? That's best before you even feel any strain. Um, but if you do feel strain, instead of like, oh, I got to put the stronger glasses on or something, do like, you know, 30 seconds of palming. Take this little break. Give yourself that little timeout, you know, that little mini vacation and so for some people that might be 10 times a day for like literally two deep breaths and for other people it might be better to do a little bit of a longer kind of like a meditation right how we might meditate for five ten or twenty minutes um but usually what i find is if you do it a little bit more often initially you catch yourself before the eye strain gets really bad you know like every time you feel like oh my eyes feel a little tired or strained give yourself that little break yeah, no, I think that's powerful, especially if you're working at the computer. You know, I pulled up, you know, all my glasses here and I've got so many glasses cases. I mean, I've got so many pairs of glasses, reading glasses, or, you know, layers of glasses, which are probably going to make me start using one of my older pair of glasses that aren't as strong on a regular basis. We talked a little bit about that. And then one of these cases is, um, you know, if you're using to help with eye strain too. What do you think about our blue light blocking glasses? And so, um, your eyeglasses? so blue blocking, okay, here, uh, here's my opinion. 
Um, the sunlight is a, has a full spectrum, right? And we, we wanted to talk about that too, how the sunlight is actually good for your eyes. There's certain yeah. disclaimers. But the blue, so blue blocking is really good on screens because screens have a lot more blue light than natural light or nature ever intended. And, but I prefer to use software. So um, on, depends on your device, you know, a lot of devices have built-in software and I have that on not just in the evening, but all day long. Um, and then if I do, if I do watch TV or I'm on devices where they don't have blue blocking and especially three hours before bedtime, those blue blockers, especially those orange ones are really great because they kind of help you to get that melatonin so that you get tired and ready for sleep. One of my favorite is um, Just Get Flux, F-L-U-X. Um, JustGetFlux.com has where you exactly. can download that. What, what um, ones do you recommend? So another one, but that one is not free, is called Iris. Um, I think the website is irisTech.co, and that was actually developed by a software developer who was spending all the, a coder. He did, we did like website coding, and his eyesight got really bad quickly when he started that job, and he was like, this doesn't seem right, right? He was interested, and so he created this. They have very fancy settings, and it's also a really great blog. So that's a really great resource of information about blue light and also the flicker frequencies of computers. So that's a like I think it's just an awesome job, but it's not free. I can't. I don't remember how much it cost. I use night shift mode, which is a built-in on um, um, Apple devices. So and you can set that. So I have it set from 4 a.m. to 3:59 a.m. So basically. You can't set it for 24 hours, but you have that one minute in the middle of the night where it's not on. <laughs> and um, yeah, that's what I use. Okay, yeah, no, that's great. Um, I think it's it just can make a big difference on the eye strain that you have. And of course we have um, blue light blocking shields on our laptops, everyone in my office does as well. So, um, so to reduce that exposure to the best of our ability, right? Right. But then get the blue light from the sun at the time we're supposed to get it. So I definitely want to just reiterate, appreciate the, the tips on dry eyes, which is good to help strengthen the eyes in general, but that blinking, resting your eyes and palming, those three activities. And to mention that, you know, productivity studies have shown that when we spend just five minutes resting, change of scenery, getting up, doing some activity at the top of each hour, five minutes an hour, breaking, you know, don't sit straight for two, three, four, 10 hours as I've sometimes done in book writing mode for sure, but get up at the top of each hour and change that. You can increase your productivity. So when we're doing that, we can add this, this blinking, resting your eyes and palming to that to increase your performance and, and save your save your vision in your eyes. So I think that's really, that's powerful. And that's something that can be done at any age. And so I want to go into now in, to get us to stop using reading glasses or to decrease our risk of using reading glasses for those who are listening and don't need to, how wonderful, but these tips will be very beneficial to you at some point. And so um, what, what can we do and do you think that I can eventually not need reading glasses, Claudia? Yes, absolutely. So I always, first of all, I always teach what I call strains and gains and really notice because vision varies for everybody based on your nervous system, right? So notice what makes your vision worse, what makes it best. And sometimes as an example, you might be reading something really enjoyable and your vision is more relaxed or you are more relaxed and it's pretty clear, but now you're reading 
a negative comment or maybe you're doing a task on the computer that you know for me bookkeeping was always something i absolutely hated to do like numbers and spreadsheets i'm like oh my god i literally don't want to see that so being cognizant of that and noticing you know maybe the evening is not the best time for you to read because you're already tired maybe for you in the middle of the day you know reading a little bit in your book good lighting is a good way to you know instead of wearing glasses use good lighting that's a good strategy and um and then really like focusing on something that is i'm trying to think of if i should teach that now the concept our retina the way it works we only have a really small point of perfect clarity in our phobia and once you're aware of that let's say you look at a book or you look at copy or text in the book noticing that only the letter that you look at looks perfectly sharp or good or best and everything else doesn't look as good and so a lot of times moving moving and even if it's bigger like wider text moving your head and your eyes together right like not like not trying to speed read and trying to grab that whole paragraph but really letting your attention flow through those lines and also look up all the time i have this rule put a book bookmark if you read an actual book not on a kindle put a bookmark look up after each page and look around if you're on a device like that maybe after each page you know, shift your attention. Our eyes were not meant to be locked into one distance for a long, long time. You know, so yeah, yeah. look away. Look, I have my computer set up against my window, so all I have to do is move my eyes one centimeter higher, and I'm looking far in the distance. So make it easy for yourself. You know, awesome. That sounds great. And then a couple things we talked about, I want to touch on the sunlight, um, the importance of sunlight. My audience has heard me talk about sunlight, actually did a great podcast, and we'll link to it in this with um, a ophthalmologist, Dr. Travis and Jenna Ziegler on dry eyes. So for additional information and resources, plus with Ari Whitten on red light therapy and the importance of light therapy, as well as Jack Cruz on red on light therapy. So some really great um, podcasts, you guys, to, to binge listen to, uh, to get additional information and ahas. And I want to talk with you about, again, just to emphasize the importance of, of why it's so important to get light directly into our eye without obstacle, including glasses, contacts, and when it's best and how that is an exercise for your eyes as well. So touching on that light sensitivity, it, I, again, I told you, I said it, it irks me when I see beautiful babies, beautiful kids with sunglasses on, like we are setting them up for hormone imbalance, you know, and, and any age, I always tell my girls, like, you know, no sunglasses unless it's bright daylight, we're outside and, you know, it's 12 noon, the sun's shining up or whatever, just there, you know, it's not, it's not make it a habit. It's only, it's a fashion statement, but we can't make it a habit because it's causing hormonal charm, uh, hormonal harm. So I want you to, to back me up on this, Claudia, please. Oh, absolutely. This is a big, and this was big part of the, and interestingly, when Dr. Bates was teaching, you know, a hundred years ago, sunglasses just became popular and they were really developed for pilots, for Arctic explorers, for really extreme conditions. And you know, they just started becoming popular by the Hollywood stars. And Aldous Huxley said in his book in the 1940s, uh, he wrote a book called The Art of Seeing, because he actually had a Bates method teacher help him improve his eyesight. And he said this crazy trend of 
wearing these dark goggles it's like becomes an addiction just like cigarettes and it's true like you said it's an addiction and think about it, our eyes are the organs of light perception right the only part of the body where we directly receive light and you know see it like where we actually goes all the way into our brain and now the more light sensitive you are how you know that's directly re related to the refractive errors which is light um nearsightedness farsightedness astigmatism so reducing the light sensitivity and you might even notice that when you cover one eye or the other and you're outside you might notice that say one eye one of your eyes is more um has more vision problems that that eye might also be even more light sensitive so reducing that and actually practicing our pupil reaction because we have these little built-in sunglasses called pupils they get very tiny when it's bright and they open up in the dark right and when we wear sunglasses we kind of trick the brain um to think that it's darker than it really is and the pupils open up behind it and i was a prime example i was so light sensitive i live in los angeles and i had to wear them on overcast days and guess what my night driving i couldn't drive at night because the the headlights of cars were just like blinding to me and so and apart from the fact that our eyes do need light you know like the, the all the good parts the infrared light you talked about the red light therapy that's included in sunlight right you get that for free in sunlight um so yeah it's i can talk about sunlight for two hours but i know we have don't have that much time so but yeah it's that's such an important it's such an important topic and this the sense that when you you know um look at the sun or towards the sun or you go outside and your eyes start to water that's a symptom right that's a symptom. right yeah and um yeah everything anything we can do about that and then just exercise and let's talk about one of the exercises you can take advantage of when you're in the sunlight so that sunning yeah so basically what i you know work with my students and depends on where you start sunning uh, is something where you close your eyes and you basically face the sun and i you can do it at all times of the day if you're very light sensitive i would only do it in the morning or the evening right when the dawn or dusk but if you're okay you close your eyes you face the sun and then you simply turn your head side to side so i like to do an exhale turn to the side inhale go back to the center and then to the other side and it feels really relaxing you also help your neck muscles which uh, tight neck muscles also contribute to vision problems. So you're kind of getting that neck, a little bit of blood flow and your pupils will actually open up. Now my right eye is in the shade. I'm, obviously there's no real sun here, but it will kind of open up a little bit. And as I go through center, they, they close again. So you're kind of doing this little massage, you know, your pupillary reaction and any movement in your eyes is so good for your eyes. It feels good, relaxing. And once you can do that, then you can also open the eyes on the side. So you can, you know, I have a whole um, ladder of how you make this more and more progressively with actual open eyes, but you want to start with closed eyes. It just feels really good. Mm, that sounds good. That sounds good and really getting um, adapted to that. And one of the things that also for, um, I mean, you have hundreds of tips and you work with people one-on-one -on -one to really coach them into improving their eyesight and reducing the risk of disease and reversing it in, in many, in so many cases too. And I, I love what you're doing. One of the things you told me is about the blur adaptation. So working with the blur adaptation, because this is about as far as I can read right now with, um, without my 
glasses on without my bifocals on or progressive lenses. And um, it just not too long ago, I think a year ago, I could read way out here. So yeah, so there's been a lot of shifting here in the last year. So but I but you assure me I can get back to here and I'm going to do the work, Claudia, I really am, I promise. So talk about this blur adaptation and how that can help strengthen your eyes too. Yeah, so blur adaptation is really more like a term that scientists use and what they found in studies, and it sounds so negative, um, but it, they have shown in studies when people don't wear their glasses for three hours, and I don't remember all the exact stats, but basically the, the gist of it was, let's say they looked at the eye chart before, right? They they took the glasses off and then that moment they looked at the chart and let's say, I don't know, they would see 2040. Um, and then after three hours, they could read the 2030 or 2025 line, meaning your eyes, and this is what I'm talking about, your, your brain, you see in the brain and the perception, right, of being able to recognize these things um, improves when you don't have that correction, that correction in quotation marks, right? Because the glasses kind of do the work for you and they, here's my, my message always, the glasses allow you to strain, have bad habits, not blink, stare, try to see like this big area cleared, but all the bad habits combined and still give you clarity. But now when that's removed, now your brain is interested in seeing these things and now you, you relax into the actual healthy habits. And what they found in these studies, obviously in three hours, your elongated eyeball, if you're nearsighted, right? It's not suddenly round, or if you're farsighted and it's too short, it's not suddenly perfectly round, but you have the perception has improved. And who care, at the end of the day, who cares about what your, what your length of your eyeball is? If you can read the line and the sign clearly, you know, I don't care what, you know, whatever the machine would measure in terms of, right? The diopters is only a functional measurement versus the actual ability to see something clearly. Does that make sense? So. And that's why when people start wearing that or get into weaker glasses, your vision can improve, assuming you don't fight that blur and you're not like, what? Like, you know, <laughs> you're like, you have just that amount of reduction where you can relax, right? Not too much, but if you do too much, then you're, then you're not feeling safe, right? Then you feel scared and then you're not improving. So it's kind of that sweet spot, but that's basically what it is, getting into weaker glasses or doing things without glasses that you can safely do so. And then you, and that's how I noticed the second time I had my glasses on. I want to finish that story. So I got lost. I, I figured I couldn't read the map. I figured my way. I finally made it home and I took my glasses off and my vision was so bad, so much blurrier than it was ever before I ever put the glasses on. And that's when I realized, you know, in my early forties, I'm like, this is crazy. This is going to lead me downhill really fast. And that was my big aha moment, you know? So that's kind of what that is, is that blood adaptation that you, you allow your body and your brain to actually see. Mm. And when you have that time, like when you take those three hours and you're blur ad adapted, you're doing things like I'll do hot yoga without my eyeglasses on, but then I'm putting them right back on to go down the stairs to walk home. You don't want me stumbling down the stairs, but am I, am I still doing good? Like, so... Is it so my, a benefit yeah. to have partial times where you're being blur adapted? <laughs> so you want to never wear more correction than you need. And we talked about that a little before with the recording because diopters only correct you for one distance. And if you're near sight, you get corrected for 20 feet distance. And the reason you're wearing bifocals is because that those diopters are way 
you know, other measurement, you don't need the same diopposite to feed. Um, so ideally, you, you would wear whatever you need. And if you can do tasks safely, so if you're after your hot yoga class, you know, you probably would need like way weaker than, you, you know, that's why getting into weaker glasses and only wear for driving, obviously you want to be safe. 20-40 vision is legally the, the minimum that you need to have. Um, so you want to not wear, you know, we only need to wear what you need to feel safe and relaxed. Um, and that also means being really in tune with your vision and not just being on autopilot, you know, putting, it's like taking metformin for diabetes, right? You can eat better or you can eat, continue to eat kind of poorly and pop the pill and your blood sugar will still be okay. But, uh, you know, that's kind of, maybe that's not the well, best metaphor. I think but like, like even with diabetes, right? So many people don't realize you can reverse it, you know, and how, exactly. how you can reverse it. And then to realize, okay, with glasses, you know, that you can reverse it. And I would tell you in medical school, I, I did hear a lecture about this and it just seemed like, oh my gosh, that's, that's so much work, but I wish I had done it then, right? I wish I had started working on it then. Again, I've been in glasses since I was 13, but to know now how much I've seen diseases reverse and working with regenerative medicine, age management medicine, bioidentical hormone therapy, exercise therapy, right? We have, we, the, the more, we, what do we call it? Muscle is magic of our bodies. And so, and so being able to improve our eye health is liberating. And I want that for every one of our listeners. I really do. And you have a, um, a free download for our audience, Claudia, tell us that and how people can work with you and find out more about what you're doing. And thank you. I want to re and I'll reiterate at the end, the um, five exercises that Claudia has given us to start with. So yeah, my, my free gift is called 10 Habits for Healthy and Happy Eyes. And in that, I explain the sunning and the palming and I talk about the blinking, um, go what I call go naked, you know, meaning like don't wear your glasses. I obviously try to be also a little funny and because I think we need to be see this in a playful way and not so serious. Um, so that's something you can get as a free gift. It gives you five additional strategies I talk about posture and how that's related to astigmatism and how you can improve your blood flow to your eyes with like kind of warm, cold water splashes. So there's a, there's a few really good tips in there. And I also have an online program called Naturally Clear Vision. That's my method. It's, so it's an online course. Like I said, I work with people privately. I have a membership group. And um, yeah, that's kind of, I have a variety of different ways how you can, uh, how you can get started today. Awesome. And that's our website's naturallyclearvision.com and then forward slash 10 habits, but it's www. That's just to download my gift. That's basically the website where you can download my gift. And I do have another website. Um, I have, to be honest, I haven't written that much on it recently, but it's, there's some good resources on that too. It's called myholisticvision.com. Myholisticvision.com. And I think that's your Instagram too, right? Um, it's Holistic Vision Coach. Holistic Vision Coach. Okay. All right. We're going to get consistency with that branding, Claudia. We're going to work on that. I know <laughs> the URLs were taken. You know how that goes. But yes, I'm working on I, it. I know. Well, we will find you. And we'll also put the links to everything Claudia has mentioned below. We'll put a link to the 10 free gifts, or the 10 steps to get clearer vision. We'll work, start working on that. You guys print it out, put it on your fridge, put it at your, you know, uh, in your bathroom 
toilet side, good reading material, start working on those practices today because you don't want to wait. You don't want to wait and say, oh, I wish I started five years ago, but just kind of create a time, a place to just stay once a day. I'm just going to start once a day doing this for my eyes because, you know, one of the best quotes, and it's on our, on our um, vitamin supplement boxes, it's that when you have your health, you have a thousand wishes. When you don't have your health, you have just one. And, you know, for most of us, we can't imagine what life would be like without our vision. So everything we can do to take care of it through lifestyle, nutrition is really, really powerful. I mean, Claudia has been an excellent guest today, you guys. So please leave comments, questions below. Give us your review. We love your five-star reviews. I read every one of them and I'm very grateful whether you're listening in iTunes, Podcast Addict, Spotify, or on my YouTube channel. So Claudia gave us a few exercises to do. And the first is blinking, blinking throughout the day. I am gonna put a winky face, smiley face sticker on my computer to remind me that'll be my trigger to be, to add in blinking to my computer time for sure. And then resting your eyes, taking your time to rest your eyes, close your eyes. And that's something my dad would say. I said, dad, you're taking a nap? He goes, no, I'm resting my eyes. So I have that vision of him doing that. And then palming, warming up your hands or just palming. And then the fourth one was sunning. So uh, she did a great explanation of that. And then gradually getting your eyes so that you don't have light sensitivity. Light sensitivity is a symptom. So, you know, take those gla glasses off, especially us darker eyed people, we can tolerate a lot more light. So when I see my brown eyed um, friends and, and fellows with, you know, dark glasses on, I'm like, take off your glasses. Let's take off your glasses. We don't need them. You know, but again, there's that fashion statement, but do it judiciously, right? And then there's the blur adaptation. So working on getting comfortable with a little blur till I can eventually have my hand, you know, my book in my lap to read without my glasses. So I'm looking forward to that. So many good tips. I'm really grateful you guys have visited us in the Girlfriend Doctor show and appreciate you sharing and commenting on this episode in the four pillars of my Girlfriend Doctor brand and in my Girlfriend Doctor community, we focus on these key four pillars, nourish, and we want to eat for eye health too. It's all keto green, really eliminating sugar. So nourish your body and awaken your mind to the possibilities. If you didn't know before today that you can improve your eyesight, now you know. So the next right step is to do some of these exercises, get more information, download those 10 steps to, you know, 10 things that you can do right now to get clearer vision and embrace, embrace those you love, share this information. Giving is contribution and sharing this information is contribution. And that increases oxytocin, which improves all markers of aging. And so this is, this is the way that we're really going to work. So we're going to, you know, focus on increasing intimacy, giving, loving, nourishing our body, awakening our spirit, embracing those we love and having fun while we're doing it. So I look forward to seeing you on the next Girlfriend Doctor show. Thank you for being here.